Hello and welcome to ZTGD Newsburst on the uh, Friday the 13th of September. How unlucky has your day been, Justin? Uh, not uh, unlucky at all. It's been pretty good. Yeah, you know how unlucky mine got is I couldn't find any shorts to go on holiday with. I'm sorry to it's, hear that. <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> um, I've been looking, uh, I'm going on holiday, as you're probably aware, I'm on, mm-hmm. going on vacation to Spain at the end of the month. Oh, and, cool. And I am trying to find holiday clothes, and I cannot find a pair of shorts because we're now out of season, so I'm going to have to go to online. I don't like shopping for clothes online. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass, especially if you just need a few, you know, a couple pairs of shorts. It, no, well, I just need, that's it, I don't, I've got everything else today, I've got my, flip, got my flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> no, you may have to go without shorts. That's not the end of the world. I have still got shorts, but I want more shorts to go oh, on. Right. Um, and so it was everything else, but I couldn't couldn't get shorts. But that's the British weather for you. As soon as a little bit of rain comes down, and whoa, warm's here. Let's get rid of the summer glows. Um, but I've seen some online. I'll just have to order them. I just oh, I don't know. It's something about order online uh, clothes online. I, I can't. I don't like. I like kind of the ability to go and try them on and make sure they fit, and not the hassle of if they don't fit, tending them back, getting another pair that does. It's a bit of a ball ache, and unfortunately, you know, a certain size in one store is a different size in another store. It's a pain in the ass. Yep, you're right. But hey ho, if that's as bad as my day got, well, uh, I can't grumble too much. Right, right. Uh, so, what have you been up to this week? Not a whole lot. A lot of schoolwork. A lot of pain in the ass schoolwork. Uh, I know I've been staying late at work a couple days. So other than that, it's just been trying to get in this stupid schoolwork project. So I'm doing What's the project? Subnetting. Oh, um, uh, intriguing. It's not intriguing. It <laughs> hurts my face. It hurts my brain. It hurts every part of me. It gives me a headache just to talk about it. So. so why is sub? Why is it? What sub? Sub? What did you say? Subnet? Work. Subnetting. Yeah, it's networks. What, what is that? Uh, it's where you take one IP address, like in a corporation, and you got to make other IP addresses. Okay. There's not a program for that? No. No, you got to set the router to uh, do that. Oh, okay. Or not the router, but, you know, you got to just, you got to do it manually. It's a pain in the ass, and I hate it. I hate it. And that's your I hate project. everything, but Yes, I got a subnet, uh, a certain IP address, convert it into binary, convert it back. Make more, you know, make four subnets. It's just a pain in the ass. I hate it. I, just, I hate networks in general. So. Oh, sounds fun. No, it's not. <laughs> I was being ironic, of course. Yes. Um, okay, so let's get on with some news. Um, there's been a few biggies this week. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Sony. Um, they had a bit of a soiree earlier this week, and two things came out of it. Uh, first of all. Uh, there is a new PS Vita on the way. At the moment, it's only confirmed for Japan, uh, but no doubt it will spread its wings to Europe and the US uh, probably next year. Uh, It's going to be called originally the PS Vita 2000. I still think that's just the worst name ever. Yep. Why not just call it the PS Vita Slim? That would have been better. Right, I mean, that's what they did with their PS3. Yeah, and just because they stuck a 2000 on the end of the PSP, I don't, I don't know. It just seems, by calling it the PSV 2000, it seems like it was made in the 1990s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, so the PSV 2000 has a, twenty it's 20% thinner and 15% lighter. It will add approximately an hour to battery life. Um, they have changed the OLED, OLED screen for a LCD screen. Which now, why do they do that? Because OLED is better than LCD. Uh, well, yeah, I think that may have something to do with maybe That's making better. it thinner and maybe extending the battery life. Um, one thing that is very impressive about the Vita is it's the screen quality is fantastic. It, you know, if you play any mm-hmm. games on there, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, so, a bit of an odd move, but I'm sure it probably doesn't affect gameplay and, and too much, I wouldn't have thought. No. Um, it's also going to have a, a gigabyte of internal memory, which will be used for storing jack shit, to be fair. Um, <coughs> it, it's a gig's fuck all. 
I, I don't understand why just a gig. Well, why not sixteen gig? Why not thirty two gig? A gig is is it can't, a couple of indie games. Right in today's standards, it's nothing. But I mean, it's better than nothing, like it has now. Well, not really. It's only marginally. I mean, I've got a thirty-two gig card. I've got well, thirty-two. I mean, you still gonna I've have to. I've got a thirty-two gig card, and I am having to manually manage stuff, deleting it and whatnot. Well, I mean, it's still. Yeah, I mean, it's still better than nothing. Yeah, you still have to use an external memory card, but it's, you can still, you know, use one gig of data and put, not worry about using that on your memory card. So it's it sucks that it's only one gig, but it's better than nothing like now. Okay, uh, fair enough, I guess. Um, they did also announce that there'd be a 64 gig card coming as well. I'm not sure what the cost is when it gets over here. Um, Seven hundred dollars. Probably. That's the one. I I don't understand because they've they have changed the charging port. It's now a micro USB, which is brilliant. You know, that's the standard for most electronic equipment, such as phones and cameras and stuff like that now right. and everyone has probably 15 to 20 USB chargers lying about the houses. It's, is it the, it's great. Is it the same as the uh, uh, PS3 controller charger? No, that's the... Oh, I don't know what they call that. It's, not my, it's the same that goes in any modern phone. Right. Uh, with yeah. the exception of the iPhone. Um, it's a really thin one, but not the one that comes in the Vita. And not the, I mean, sorry, the, the Dual, uh, Shock 3. Um, so that's a step forward, but I still don't understand why, well, I do understand why they don't allow you to use SD cards, is because they want to take more money off you. Yep. Um, but I think with how the Vita is performing, it would have been a, a fantastic move if, move if they'd have come out and said, now it takes SD cards, knock yourself out. Because, you know, that makes, you know, you can pick up 64, uh, gig SD cards for, for for chips essentially now no cost at all really and that would have been far more enticing to somebody who wants to pick up that device and especially if they want to ship the new one if they want to get rid of numbers on that then you know that would be a great incentive for people to pick that over the old uh, PS Vita so it's it's a bit of an odd move um, but at least they have come out and said there is a 64 gig card coming as I said I, I struggle with 32 gig um, if you're a member of the PS Plus, uh, PS Plus subscription then you can fill that card up very very easily and so I will be swapping mine out at some point no doubt um, along with that more interestingly because we all kind of thought the PS Vita would get an upgrade. What we didn't see coming was a PS Vita TV. I take it you've seen this. I have. I don't care. No, I know. It, it's... I don't know what to think of it. It's it's cool. Um, for someone who hasn't got a Vita, um, it might be a brilliant idea. It does all of the things that a, something like an Apple TV would do. So you've got Netflix, you can stream movies, you can obviously rent them from the Sony store um, or buy them. Uh, it's got an S, it's got an SD card slot. Oh, you got a figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you pop in a, uh, cartridge, uh, you know, one of the little cards that you get your games on and you play your Vita games, uh, using a DualShock 3 controller. So it's got Bluetooth capability as well. Um, although obviously some of the games aren't gonna, translate very well, or maybe even not at all. Uh, there are games that require the touchscreen and the rear touchpad, and those are, are probably going to cause issues unless some way of patching them is becomes available. Uh, but there are a lot of games that don't use that at all. Um, or some give you the choice of, I mean, uh, Uncharted, Drake's, uh, what was that one? Golden Abyss. Uh, that one kind of gives you the option of either using a button or the rare pad or touchscreen, you know. It kind of uh, allowed you uh, whichever you pleased. So something like that would be pretty cool. Um, it, uh, it What's interesting as well is that it allows you to stream from the PS4. So, for example, if you've got your PlayStation Vita TV box, and the thing's the size of a matchbox, it's, it's absolutely tiny. Um, but if you've got that, say, I don't know, upstairs in another room, um, as a, maybe a secondary device, uh, maybe a bedroom or something like that, um, you can stream games from your PS4 through to your other room, just using a Wi-Fi, which is pretty cool. I would... What I would like to see, however, is the other way around. I'd like to see the Vita stream to a TV through your PlayStation 4. 
something they haven't mentioned. So if you could do it that way, where you could stream your PS4 through this PS Vita TV, why can't they do it so that the PS Vita can be streamed and you can play on your big screen that way through the through the PS4? That would be a cool function, wouldn't you think? Uh, you think, but I mean, for the games, it would be a good feature. But for like streaming movies, there's no point because you. Can no, do I'm that just saying that. that if, for example, you wanted to play a Vita game. Oh right, no, for on that, the big screen. Right, and that do it through. Be, that would be the the benefit of doing that. That would be cool. But they they've not they've not really announced this device for America or Europe. They have uh, at the moment said that it's only going to be in uh, sort of Japan and the the Far East, solely because there's nothing like the Apple TV or Roku or any of those type of streaming boxes, and it's a area of the market that they think that they would be able to make some kind of headway in. Um, I, I think it's a kind of a cool idea. Um, the thing's going to cost the equivalent of like a hundred bucks. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a way of selling Vita games, I guess. And uh, again, it'd be quite a cool a way to stri- you know have your PS4 in another room via, via streaming. Um, I, I just don't understand. You know, it's like, are they giving up on this Vita? Because why have the ability to play your Vita games on the big screen? I just don't understand that. I think I mean, it's. I just think it's it's a a way. I don't know. Um, maybe they saw, as I say, a, a, a gap in the market in uh, in Japan and areas like that, and thought yeah. we could. You know, we have Netflix on our systems. We have all of these. You know, we've got the entertainment store where people can. You know, buy TV shows and movies and music. Um, why not turn it but, into some sort of service you know, where you can also play games via DualShock if you don't have a Vita? Well, I mean, in that same aspect, why not? Why make a separate device? Why not just incorporate it into the PS4 hardware? Hmm. That's quite an interesting point, yeah. I mean, it would be cheaper to make the system, probably, but why not just have the ability to put it in the PS4? Maybe they wanted the low price point. Maybe they wanted it to be... And I can see that, but I mean... It'd be cool if it was built into the PS4. That's quite a good idea. How much much more money would it cost to add that functionality in PS4? It can't be that much more expensive, I think. So, I mean, if it jacks the price up to, you know, $500, then... But, you know, I mean, that's still doable. I mean, yeah, people would be squeamish at the $500, but then again, this is going to cost around $100. So what's what, what's the what's going to be the difference? Why can't they just do that? Plus, with the PS4 controller, you've got the, the motion touch sensor and touchpad. Yeah. Yep. So why not just do that? Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I think that the it's a, a weird idea, but it might work for them, and you never know. I don't think it will. I, I just don't think it'll take off. I can't no. see it. Because, I mean, anymore, these, you know, again, the PS4 is going to have all the streaming capability, and I just, besides playing your game, your Vita games on the big screen, I just, but still, it's these games are meant to be made for a portable system, not for your 55-inch television. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm, sure there, I'm sure there'll be a resolution hit somewhere along the line. Yep. No doubt. Um, so, from Sony, we'll move on to Microsoft, and this I think is just absolutely hilarious. Uh, a few days ago, uh, Major Nelson decided to, uh, um, to air his thoughts on the nickname, the X-Bone, which was given to the Xbox One when they kind of fudged up the announcement and continued to fudge it up at E3. Um, so, you know, that all stemmed from Twitter and Reddit and everyone was all about the X-Bone. Uh, and somebody set up a website called xbone.com, and you clicked in it, sent you to a pre-order page for the PlayStation 4, which was mildly amusing. Um, but Major Nelson came out and said he didn't like it. He thought it was um, degrading to the people involved in making the system, which, again, you know, it's, it's fair enough. Um, and then they decided to buy the domain and have embraced the name. What the fuck? That's a bit odd. Well, maybe the they just fu- bought I mean, it before someone else bought it to make fun of it. Maybe they do not. Probably no, not they're actually. Oh, are they going to No, use they it? are. 
Yeah, huh. they're going to be using it. It's it's okay. it's official nickname now, by the sounds of it. Um, they tr- I think they tried to register other domains such as the one, and you know Xbox. Well, I was thinking they have got Xbox One as well, but you know they tried to, um, but they were already taken, and so they've settled on Xbone.com. So I wonder hmm. what they're going to use it for besides you know the normal Xbox website. So are they going to keep a separate site for the 360 and then use this one for just for Xbox One stuff? Well, I wouldn't have thought so, solely because, I mean, you would think it would be all... And if you go to xbox.com, it is just xbox.com, so it's kind of... Uh, I would imagine the idea being uh, it's all-encompassing. Right. Um, so, you know, it's going to be all about the 360 and uh, and the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not really sure what they kind of... what, what the plan is. Um, I'm just seeing if I can find some more information. Uh, um... Yeah, get on that news, boy. Uh, no, well, no. There's um, there's no sort of information in regards to what they have planned. Um, as I said, they've just secured it. Someone had bought the site by the looks of it back in March 2000. So that was either someone having incredible foresight or just being decided that Xbone sounded funny, but they've managed to secure it, and that's going to be a Microsoft website, which is, I have to say, it's just a little bit weird. Um, surely, why, why bother with that? Why not just ignore it? Use Xbox.com. I don't know. I, again, if I mean, I, I, again, I didn't know they were going to use it until you said it. I would have thought they just would have bought it so someone else couldn't buy it and just make fun of the system and the name and all that, but no, I maybe. I don't know. I could not give a shit. <laughs> Good. Um, uh, man Mountain, Vin Diesel. Is that your nickname for him? Man Mountain? That's a, he's a man mountain. The man, he's huge. Yeah, he's... Um, he has announced that there is a new Chronicles of Riddick game uh, in development. And mm. not only that, it's also being... Uh, developed by some of the guys from the old Starbury studio, uh, how it used to be, uh, who made the, um, I don't know, the, what was it, something of Butcher Bay or? Uh, yeah, some Butcher Bay, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I never played it. It's one of those games that everyone raved about, and um, it was on the Xbox originally, yeah. and then they sort of HD'd it up, and I never really got around to playing it. But It's you know, good, every, but man, everyone, it's, it, it's hard as shit. Everyone has a, good things to say about it. Well, I mean, if you like stealth, because it's, it's, it's stealth, man. Because, so, I mean, obviously, he can see in the dark, so you have to be stealthy and stay in the dark. Oh, yeah, it suits, it suits the um, uh, the uh, storyline and characters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no kind of information in release date other than next year. And... Um, we don't know what to expect, whether it is going to be something similar, um, a sequel to Butcher Bay or not, we, we don't know. Um, it's obviously all tied around marketing f- the, for the recent Riddick movie, uh, which is hitting cinemas at the moment. Um, obviously, he's doing the rounds, uh, press junkets and bits and pieces. Um, his uh, own production t- company, Tygon, is also having a hand in the development. Uh, didn't say to what extent, probably something to do with kind of the story and those sort of elements that are going to tie into the Riddick universe. Um, it might be cool. As I say, people did really enjoy uh, Butcher Bay. It's a lot of the same guys working on it. Um, hopefully they can do good and uh, and, do, and sort of keep that, well, keep the goodwill from the last game going with this new one. Right. Oh, we'll see. No, whatever. Yeah. Um, next up's quick burst, so I'll hand over to you. But I have got something to say uh, that our um, our esteemed friend Mike Futter um, mentioned about this first story you're about to mention. So I'll let you fire on. Okay. Um, bad news for the Fable people's anniversary has been delayed until next year, which would probably make it a belated anniversary, wouldn't it? Oh, look at you making a joke that wasn't funny. Um. <laughs> It, it wasn't, no, no, it wasn't. Um, Ted Timmins, who's the um, lead director of uh, Fable Anniversary uh, over at Lionhead Games, announced that with great regret they were going to have to delay it until 2014, uh, just solely because they wanted to make the game the best they could. They wanted extra time to, to basically make sure the fans were happy with it, which is fine. I don't have a problem with games being delayed 
in this sort of instance where it's because the developers don't feel they've done enough and they need more time. I have no problem with that because there's no point in putting a game out that isn't done correctly. You know, isn't right. if they're not happy with it, how are we meant to be happy with it? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, so that's fine. But what I found interesting, as I say, Mike Futter pointed this out earlier on Twitter, is that with this being delayed, there isn't a single first-party 360 game coming out this fall. Is that right? That is, apparently, yeah. Which huh. is fucking disgusting. Right, especially since they said that uh, they were going to continue to... Support, support last week! Last week! Yeah. We talked about that! Yeah. Um, three years, hundreds of games, brilliant! And this fall, the biggest time for games you know there is no bigger time in the year than sort of september october november for gaming and there isn't a single first party 360 game being released now that fable anniversaries has been delayed Hmm. wow that's bizarre Mm. uh yeah i mean you can understand the fact that microsoft have got bigger fish to fry this christmas but you can't you know they're it's a tiny percentage of people who have um, Xbox... It's only going to be a tiny percent of people who've got Xbox One against those who have a 360. And you still need money coming in. Yeah. I mean, that that brings up an interesting point, too. I mean, what about Sony, then? How many first-party Sony titles are there going to be between now and uh, next year? Okay, besides that one. Uh, There's Beyond... Um, Puppeteer came out this week, and that's uh, obviously PS3. Um, mm, there's another one I can't think what it is. But they have more than Microsoft at this point. Well, they've, <laughs> they've yeah, if they have one, they have more than Microsoft. Yeah. Yep. And as I say, Beyond is out in October, and w- whether I know um, our esteemed editor Ken would probably uh, disagree with that being a game but it is a game and it's coming out on PlayStation 3 uh, and it's more than Microsoft have got it's very very bizarre Um, I'm sure they will you know it's not as if Xbox games want to sell this Christmas there are plenty of them out there but they're all third party Um, very strange Um, I'm trying to think back uh, to when the Xbox the original one was on its uh, last legs when the 360 came they, out. I, yeah, I don't remember them that. supporting that. Yeah, but they uh, dropped that like a ton of bricks because that never sold, did it? That was the thing. Well, I mean, it didn't drop it right away, but I'm just trying to remember if they did the same thing. I don't remember, but it's just weird that that mm. was the only one slated first party, and now it's not. Not not, not going to make it this year. So, weird. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, Assassin's Creed Liberation is getting an HD remake. Wow, remaster. Yay. Ah, same fucking deedle. Read my, read my, read my brain. Oh, fine. I'll, word word for, read I'll, I'll read it word for word. Assassin's Creed Liberation getting an HD, or, I'm sorry, getting a HD remaster. Okay. Um, thank you. It is for PS3, Xbox, and PC coming out next year. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a PSV game, the one that came out, and I'm yeah. actually playing. I've just started playing because um, it was on a really good deal, um, so I bought it, and um, I'll let you know what it's like. But oh, uh, you don't have to let me know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I didn't care about the Assassin's Creed games, and I still won't. So, but no, I'm sure you know, if so. you mention it, like you know, in the in the you know when you play it, and you know, let us know, you know. In the beginning of this show on Friday and on Sunday, I'm sure people care. I, I just don't. So. You just don't. Um, thank you. Can I move <laughs> on? on? Yeah, okay. you move on. GTA 5 Online to have over 500 missions. Cool. So I think this is really cool. I think you know, as much as I'm looking forward to GTA and who the fuck isn't, uh, you you're probably not looking forward to it, are you? Uh, it's not that I'm not looking forward. Ah, to it. there you go. It's just, I don't know, I haven't decided if I'm going to buy it, because one, it's so big, and two, with uh, you know the looming new uh, systems, I just don't know how much I'm going to play it, because I don't know what I'm going to do with my 360, you know? So once I get an Xbox One, I might not ever turn on my 360 again. I just don't know. So, well, I am going to while away the weeks 
between next Tuesday and the launch of the PS4 playing this, I think, um, 500 missions, and these are obviously ones that they've set out. You can create your own in the online environment. Um, and these are going to be all sorts of t- uh, missions, whether they're you know, chases, heists, goofing around. Um, but it, it just goes to show the, the level of content you're going to get from one game. I mean, they've already announced that uh, Los Santos is bigger than um, uh, Red Dead's World and GTA 5's. And what other game did they mention? Oh, and um, San Andreas, all put together. And well, it's uh, all going to be accessible from the start of the game. So they're not they're not doing like they did with um, right. Grand Theft Auto, where they sort of block off the bridges until you progress. Yeah. Um, they are going to open up, and you just go nuts. And yeah. although you've I'm, got to wait two weeks for the online to, to appear, there's going to be so much to do. And there are... Yeah. It's a story-based progress as well, so there's going to be story elements built into the online stuff which is cool like you know this this could be the way forward for online games in in that kind of sense having this massive world because the whole the whole world's there it's not a shrunk down version all of los santos is available to play online anything that you see in the single player game it can be seen in the online game and giving you the ability to team up with friends and just do whatever you like, whether it be one of these preset missions, whether it be uh, a mission that one of your guys has set out and, and created, uh, or just stick about, play around a golf, go scuba dive and jump off mountains. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, it's yeah. certainly going to be a lot more in-depth than Grand Theft Auto 4's online, and a lot of people actually like that. So, I, uh, at work uh, yesterday, the day before, um, uh, one of my coworkers showed me just how big... Uh, the world of GT5, uh, GTA 5 is, and they compared it to actual cities. Like they, uh, oh, I forget what that. cities. Yeah, that, it was yeah. IG, on IGN, and it's just, yeah. God, it's so big. Huge. Yeah. yeah. You can see why it took its time. Yeah, and, you know, I, and and, I, I really want to play it, but one, I got, you know, Diablo here, and that's going to take me a while. I still haven't played or beat, um, what the fuck is that game? Saints Row. So I can't oh, I afford... That another fucking one of these kind of games. The open world shit. I just can't do it. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to complete Diablo and Saints Row and GTA with being it, you know, massive before uh, November. The thing is, is it's... I just think it's a really weird time for that game to come out. Solely because it is that transitional period where people... Are in the similar position to you. It's mm-hmm. Christmas. It's getting towards full time. There've been some great games out recently, such as Diablo and Saints Row, which are big, big games, and people are looking forward to the new consoles. And there'll be some people who think, "Am I going to have the time to play it?" Mm-hmm. And you know, I've got these games I want to finish, and by the time I finish them, I'll have a new console, and I'll be so geared into that. So I still, th- I think there are people out there that, that will think that way. Um, I still think there'll be a next generation version. I think next year they'll announce a PC. Or uh, yeah, I think early next year they'll announce a PC and a Xbox One and PS4 version. I hope so because I really want to play this. And you know, it's good for people who aren't getting a new system, so they can enjoy this game. For yeah, this as long is as they this want. is months of content. This is yeah, months. Shit, it could be a year depending on how fast you go through it. That's huge. Five hundred missions online. That's ridiculous. That's a lot. So. Um, the new Humble Bundle includes Fez, Trying To, and Mark of the Ninja. Yep, and has already raised over... Well, yesterday I checked, and it was... Let me just Humble Bundle it. Uh, I checked, and it has raised over one and a half million. It's now at the point of 1.8 million. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. nice. Um, I I picked it up because all of these games are Mac compatible. So if you pay more than the average of, at the moment it stands at four dollars uh, fifty nine, which in quid is about I paid about three pounds something. I put five dollars in, which is about three pound eighty seven. And you get trying to Mark of the Ninja, Brutal Legend, Faster Than Light, and Fez, along with um, uh, Cleese, which is the people who made Mark of the Ninja. Uh, um, a beta for their kind of 
puzzly type game called Eats Munchies, along with soundtracks to Trine, Brutal Legend, oh, Fast wow. and Light and Fez. And you have to bear in mind that they'll add games to that as well. Um, wow. throughout, throughout the duration. Um, it's a fantastic bundle for less, you know, put in $5. I mean, that's, if you've, you know, it, it's unbelievable. Great value. Wow. And it, I always think the Humble Bundle do such a great job and, and fair play to the developers and publishers for allowing those games to go on there. Um, now, because it helps, you know, the, the charities that it, it, um, yeah. it supports are brilliant. Yep. I agree. And, uh, it's pretty cool. I'm going to have to maybe look into that. Um, now Mark of the Ninja uh, alone is worth it. Yeah. I really want to play that. Um, does that version, uh, support a controller? If, yeah, I've, I've actually been playing it on my Mac, and it plays like a dream. Um, okay. And I've only got a 512 card in mine. Um, plays like okay. a dream, and I found out yesterday that all I have to do is uh, plug in my wired Xbox controller, mm-hmm. and there's a piece of software that I've downloaded uh, off yeah. to Tinternet um, called Tatty Boggle or something, I don't know. Um, and basically that maps it, and I had no problems yeah. yep. playing it at all. So yep. um, that's what fact, I downloaded. I, yep. Tatty Boggle. I, I um, tried Fairs and Trine 2 with it, and that they worked as well. So okay. um, yeah, you should have no uh, problems. Yeah. And you've got an iMac, if I'm right, haven't you? Yes. yes. Yeah, so you'll have no problems playing any no. of those games. No, no, not at all. So yeah, it's a Tatty Boggle, and I, I already did that because I, I wanted to play uh, Knights of the Old Republic. But found out that doesn't support controller, so. But, oh well. At so, all. At all. Oh so, well, fuck that shit. Yep, that's what I said. So uh, I might have to download that because I really, really, really want to play Marking Ninja. That so. to be to be fair, I bought I've, I bought that on Xbox and I've got it now on here, and it's it's worth double, treble, five dollars. So you know what to get all of those games to put in. You well, obviously you can put in as much as you like. I think the top. Let's have a look at the top donation at the moment is six hundred dollars, but you can put in oh, wow. you, you you could be in a dollar if you want, but I always recommend putting in the minimum because that way right. if you put in the minimum you get all of the games and then anything they bring out um during the um next ten days or eleven days that it's got left. What did you say the minimum was? Minimum at the moment stands at four fifty nine. Um, oh yeah. I mean I geez, five dollars for all that? No. Just that, get it. A, yeah, that's a no brainer. So, yeah, and it's absolutely. like a charity too. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I know times are tough, but you know it's for charity, so just open the pockets. I might have to do that before uh, this weekend. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was that. That was all of the news best really. We've got three more stories to finish up with. Um, the next one is actually probably one of the most interesting stories to come out of um, gaming for for a little while. And um, it's got our uh, friend Terrence, Professor Chaos, and it is he, and I can understand why. We'll get to it when you uh, when you say the story. So. Okay, well, um, Steam uh, uh, next week going to be uh, introducing a limited beta, um, which is going to allow you to share your <laughs> games library, digital game library, with a Steam library, of course, with up to ten friends or family members. Hmm. Now, now, why does this sound familiar? <laughs> you hmm. know full well this was out, out before Microsoft even did it. It you doesn't matter. Now. The fact of the matter is, is people are cheering this like, oh, this is fucking great. Xbox One had that feature. People were bitching. And no, now they took that bit- out. No, you, you've, no, you're not. That's absolutely wrong. They weren't. When they announced it, they weren't bitching about this. Yeah. No, yes, they, they weren't. Were. No, yes, they weren't. They, they were bitching about the fact that it had to be on always online in order to do it. Now, the difference here is that Steam have already gone through that cycle when they launched. Well, you have to remember, when Steam got introduced, people fucking hated it. With all this always online crap. Oh, my shit, what happens here? Well, and they got over it. And Steam oh is now the powerhouse that it is. And but, but because Steam weathered that storm originally when it was just a new little um, system, because that's no not an issue anymore. That's so they're able to do this. It shouldn't now, be an issue anyways. It they shouldn't though, I know. But the fact is is that the, Microsoft come up with it and they weren't booing that. They were booing about the fact that in order for that to work the systems would always have to be online. Oh, boo-hoo. So, now you know what? Yes, no, I know. That feature. No, yeah, and you know people, what? People, that that's what happens. That's yeah. why you can't have nice things. But no, that doesn't exactly change right. the fact that it's not going to happen just yet with Xbox. Oh, no, I'm just saying, you know, 
this is a great feature. I thought it was going to be awesome in Xbox One. It would have been, yeah. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. But people aren't ready to be told that. As I say, Steam have already gone through that. Steam is now the darling. It wasn't originally. I mean, three, four, five years ago, you told anybody to put, oh, don't put Steam on your computer. It'll bug it out. It's shit. No one likes it. They went through that and have now got to a position where because of those choices it made early on, they can do all of this stuff and, you know, they can do games incredibly cheaply. They can have a distribution system that's reliable and works well, but they, they've had their bad patch. Microsoft kind of, they shouldn't have done it that way. They should have, you know, uh, worked it a little different, but either, either hell, their Steam are now going to try this out. So how it will work is that you can name up to 10 people, um, who have Steam IDs and they can share your games that you've bought. Now, you will always take precedence, so whenever you're playing the game, because no one can play it twice, right. uh, well, at the same time, sorry, no one can play it at the same time, obviously, because um, you're lending the game to them, essentially. Uh, you will always take precedence, so, for example, if I'm playing Mark of the Ninja, and you are on my friends list as somebody who can borrow that game, you can't borrow it until I'm finished playing with it. Um, if um, you're playing it, and... I want to play it, you'll get notified and you'll get a certain amount of time for you to finish up and then I can I can start playing it. Um, and again, if somebody else in the list is trying to play it, they will get notified and you'll get notified and you know, you'll just have to work it out. It's a great feature. Um, I don't think it's going to benefit everybody and you are going to get people who are going to game the system. Of course you are. Why, why wouldn't you? But the, Steam will know this. Um, but it does, it's another step in the right direction in the digital world. Yep. I think yep. it's a cool idea. I think, yes, you're absolutely right. This would have been even cooler um, had Microsoft not backed down off of it, but that's their problem. They'll have to deal with that, and they'll introduce, I mean, all of this stuff that, that got screamed and shouted about uh, uh, during, during the always online DRM thing, um, that will come. That will be implanted at some point. And, but we'll be used to it at that point, and we won't care. And then we'll be able to get benefits such as this. Um, but, so I, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, it'll be, you know, it'll be nice. You know, uh, hopefully Ken will be on. Um, Ken will let us be on his list. Someone better. I'm a cheap motherfucker. I don't want to buy well, shit if I don't have to. I don't have many games. Um, you're happy. You can you can happily be on mine. Yeah. And, and I just have. Plants vs. Zombies, Home, Game Dev Tycoon, Field Runners, Beat Hazard, Brutal Legend, um, uh, Mark of the Ninja, Fez. So I don't have many games um, because obviously I have a Mac and Macs don't have as many games available. But uh, it's a cool idea and this is is, um, uh, a great way to highlight highlight the benefits of having an always-on kind of DRM thing and how it works well and the good the, the bonuses of having it um you know to take away from the, the sort of negative uh, connotations that it was being paint uh, it was con- being colored with back when uh, microsoft announced it um next one again talking about digital uh, distribution uh, payday 2 sells 1.58 million copies in the what's been about 3 4 weeks now Sure, yeah, we'll I think. Um, Starbreeze, the developers behind it, uh, basically announced that their, the heist game Payday 2 has been a massive success. They're absolutely loving the fact that it sold this many. Um, so over one and a half million copies, but 80% were digital. Hmm. That's point. interesting. Now, I, was that available on digital on X? It is, yes. Is it? Okay. But it wasn't... I think it came out a week later on Xbox Live, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, It was available on launch on Steam and PSN, Mm. and then came later uh, on on Xbox Live. um, Not, as I say, I think about a week. Um, But 80% of those sales, so over a million copies, were on digital download, which is cool. 
I mean, obviously, some a lot of it's PC, and that was the only way to get it. I believe I don't think you could even buy a, uh, a physical copy of the game on PC. I think it was only digital. But um, again, it just kind of shows what what we're moving towards. And in mm-hmm. I think in five or ten, well, not even that. Probably in about three or three or four years, you'll probably find that that's going to be the norm. That eighty percent of uh, you know around about that mark will be uh, digital distribution as opposed to uh, retail disc, but again, it's all down to the pricing. And again, I was looking on PSN today, and the disparity between prices is uh, on, on PSN is just incredible. So Sony released theirs at the same price as it releases at retail. Um, Ubisoft are a bit weird. They had um, Splinter Cell Blacklist for uh, 59.99 as pounds, that is, and which is. Uh, at the moment, over double what the retail version costs because it's currently on sale in in, in stores. Mm-hmm. So it's over double. Um, yet they had Rayman uh, Legends less than retail, and it's the same distributor. Uh, it's really weird. So yeah, until strange. they get that straight, it's it, it's all a bit of a mess. But uh, hopefully, with the new consoles, some kind of pricing uh, parity will you know will, will will arise. Fingers crossed. And you know that brings up a good point too. The one I didn't think about is. Um how many more stores will have freedom to do sales to get people in since, you know, things are going digital. They're going to try to entice people to come into their store. So, hmm, I wonder how many sales, you know, I wonder how much those are going to jump up. No, well, time will tell on it. I mean, if you do, uh, I don't think we're going to see it sort of this year or next year, but probably the year after when you start seeing those digital uh, sales increase, uh, you know, over retail versions, you you're going to see a, a change in uh, in the way that these companies work in, as you say, enticing people into the store. Uh, our biggest retailer game has already gone through a very sticky situation by nearly going bust um, last year, and they managed to get themselves out of it. And but was that just kind of delaying the inevitable? Uh, yeah. Will it be that retail? Um, There'll be no need for retailing in the gaming market in two or three years. We'll have to see. Uh, But, yeah, you think you'll see sales come up, hopefully better trading prices because that's one of the ways that they screw you over. And, you know, it's it's a a known fact. You know, you kind of have to live with that because game stores will always try and make a buck on those pre-owned games. Uh, Maybe you'll see something different happen there. Maybe you'll see them cut good deals with Steam and Sony and Xbox in regards to uh, selling wallet funds. Maybe they'll make their money that way, do a lot of that. Selling codes for games as opposed to um, the games themselves. So maybe, I mean, if you go into game in, in in the UK, you've got your retail section. Of course, you have that takes up most of the floor. But you'll also see codes for games that are available on PSN and Xbox Live and Steam. They'll be there. And even the eShop, uh, Nintendo eShop, you'll find that they've got uh, codes for particular games. So you go in, you buy that game via a code, you put the code in, and there's your game. So will you see more of that, more room devoted to kind of that kind of a uh, retail? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Only time will tell. Indeed, indeed. Um, and finally, um, I find this quite interesting. Um, James Pond is coming back, hopefully. Uh, some people won't even know who James Pond is. Um, I can remember James po- James Pond solely because um, when he first uh, made his appearance, which I believe was on the uh, Amiga, uh, I didn't have an Amiga, I had a Commodore, so I couldn't afford to play him. But he is a um, platforming secret agent of the fish variety, mm-hmm. or frog variety, frog variety, sorry. And... Um, he was quite a hit in the 90s, and his uh, creator, uh, a gentleman called uh, Chris Sorrell, has taken to Kickstarter uh, to try and fund uh, a remake or a reboot of the uh, of the game. Um, do you remember James Pond? I do, actually. I do. And I thought it, it was a fish. I didn't think it was a frog. It may have been a fish, then. I think it is a fish. Hmm. But he did. He, he made quite a few appearances, um, mm-hmm. even to the point on like uh, PlayStation Two. Um, but I think his heady days were back um, in the 16-bit era. Yeah, you know, I can remember. To be fair, I can remember 
remember playing uh, one of the James Pond games on the Mega Drive or Genesis, as you call it, right. um, back back in the day, uh, early nineties. Um, it always kind of had this sort of fun, sly sense of humour. Um, probably when I was younger, I didn't understand half of the humour that was in right. it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, good luck to him. You know what? It, yeah. Considering this week, we also saw the demise of Blitz Games, the people who were behind um, Dizzy. And I don't even know if you can remember Dizzy the Egg. Um, no. That was way, way back. Um, you're talking Spectrum 48K. That's when I played this game. Wow. That was a long, long time ago. Um, the original developers of that of, of this week, unfortunately, um, uh, gone bust. And it's a shame. Uh, obviously, when it... Uh, Anybody loses their job in the gaming industry. It's yeah. it's kind of all too often nowadays. Um, but it's also nice to see Blast from the Past hopefully making a comeback. And but, well, I mean, I think there's enough people of my age to to help fund it. I don't think he's asking for a huge amount. Let's see if I can find out um, how much he's actually asking for. Because um, that that's one of those niche titles that you know, do people really just want to see another one? I just, I mean, yeah, I never played them. I never really care to be honest. But do people care? I mean, enough to support this? Will there be enough support? You know, to actually get it made? I just, eh. Hmm. Okay, so uh, let's have a look. Uh, it's he hasn't put it on um, Kickstarter yet. He intends to do so shortly. It's it, basically there is a, a James Pond community page on Facebook, and um, and he's basically done a video on YouTube and posted it there saying, you know, come out. You know, I'm going to be putting this up soon to help me get this back on the road. Um, so who knows what he's going to ask for. But, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be one of those Xbox Live or PSN games or Steam or whatever. Um, you never know. It, it, to be fair... You know, it's, it's, it's stories like this um, that I think are great about Kickstarter, and it's stories about Mega Man Nine or whatever Ten, whatever it's Mighty Mighty Number Nine that mm-hmm. I kind of I don't like because I, you know, someone who's got had all the chances that he's had and has got all the influence he has still takes to Kickstarter, whereas someone who's small time has um, paid their dues and is just trying to get something back. Yeah, I don't mind Kickstarter being used for that. Good luck to him. Yeah, I hope it, you know, he succeeds, but I just don't know about that. Yeah, it's it's, it's not kind of like the some of the Kickstarters. I mean, if you, I mean, what other ones have we had that have been sort of big, big hits? Um, oh, I, I don't know. I can't I remember. Don't know. I can't. Yeah, I can't think yeah. of any. So. There you go. <laughs> maybe, yeah. um, maybe it's not the most high profile, um, but you know, he might do all right. He might be fine. Okay. We'll see. But there you go. So that was pretty much it. Had you seen anything else this week? Anything caught your eye? Dude, I haven't done shit this week besides homework. <laughs> what do you What do you come on here? Uh, because I can, and because it'd be pretty crap if I was just talking to a camera to myself. Right, that'd be entertaining. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. No, no, it wouldn't. No. You were here before we started recording. That's a kind of kerfuffle I get into, so... What do you, what do you mean? My, my camera doesn't work, and... Oh, right. And I'm yeah. here because I used to be the news guy, ass. You used to be. Well, you know, it had to take a back seat. I'm sorry I started school, and to better my life. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's your fault yeah, for trying to be something, for do something. Right, I know. So, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, no, I don't think I can't think of anything else other. Than, I mean, the biggest news was the um, uh, I think Sony's uh, Sony's thing, and I'm still a bit um, kind of weirded out by the PSV to TV, and yeah, um, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know whether it'll even come over here. I don't oh, know I'm how. sure it will. Well, I don't know. I'm sure it will. I don't think Sony's gonna because it's a it's a it's a good market to be in. There's limited options like Apple TV and Roku, and then there's other devices here and there, but yeah. not as popular. So it's still an open market. Um, and but, in all honesty, you know, if I've uh, I don't know how it compares to the Vita because we don't have the Vita app on the for Netflix over here. You've only got it in the US. Uh, uh, no. But if it's any, if it plays anything like the PS3 app, it works really well. It's a, I think it's the best way to watch Netflix. So, again, for people who 
haven't got Apple TV or don't want Apple TV, there, you know, there's options. So. Right. Um, yeah, there's always options. So I don't know. We'll see how it does. I, I don't care about it. I don't. I mean, Vita games are made to be be, uh, be played on the Vita. Yeah. And that's yeah. whatever. Um, and again, that goes back to my point. If they wanted to do this, put that shit in the PS4. That would have been a better use of their technology and money, I, I think. But that's so whatever. That's just you. Yep. And no one listens to us, do they? Uh, well, they might listen to you. Me, not so much. Because I no, just, they don't I'm listen old, to me. I'm full of bullshit. No. no, they don't listen to me. Unless, of course, they're just slagging off the fact that I slag off Dynasty Warriors. Do you know that's <laughs> still that yeah. story, story is still the biggest hit that we've ever had. Yeah. It's just bizarre. So it whatever. is bizarre. I've never even played the Dynasty Warriors game. I haven't either. So, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll wrap this we'll wrap this bad boy up. Um, okay, of course you can follow myself and uh, Justin on Twitter. I am at uh, John W UK and that's D-U-B-Y-A is in Derby uh, UK. And uh, uh, you can of course get Justin at at Killer Wolverine. Uh, you can of course also, uh, clear the the yeah, easy for you to say. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can of course leave uh, comments on our videos when they do get posted any? on. Um, I can have a look. Probably yeah. not. Let me have. Let's let's have a little. Let's have a little yeah. gander. See I mean, you tell me right. I add comments, but then you don't even look to see if we have any. I know it's a bit. Uh, if I can find the channel, I'll have a little look. Um, where's the channels? Um, Standby. Stand by while your video <laughs> is loading. Um, I should really do preparation for this. Uh, uh, you know, that would be cool. I just want to, I want to make sure it pauses. Comments, uh, zero comments on that one. I know we had a good show last week. And no one wanted to comment on it. I don't think anyone cares. I don't think, yeah. Um, we got two likes on the previous one, but again, um, oh, okay. We have, we have some comments. Look at that. Um, this is from the, uh, August 30th show. We have two, bless two comments. Um, um, I'm not sure who ZTGDLP is, but they just put lol. 9.38, John is a deer in the headlights, thanks. And then Free Range Games, just want to say you guys are awesome. I've been listening to the podcast just about since it started. Well, thank you very much. So there you go. We do have people who like to... Uh, have I just... Oh, there you go. You've just said... Why are you, why are you texting me? Oh, okay. Google's kicked him out. Ah, haha. Okay. I wonder why it went quiet. Anyway, we'll take this uh, opportunity to wrap it up, and we shall see.